Alright guys, welcome to this episode, Technically Short. Yeah, this episode, this is a special episode because... Oh, Sean has... We have a special guest! Yeah, we have a special guest. This episode in particular has been influenced, for me, was influenced by a podcast I very much enjoy called the Mirror Christians Podcast, where Jordan Rayner records... Record, uh, he records and... Re- uh, Andrew's making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard not to laugh either. But he interviews mere Christians and how their work, it, uh, how their work, even if they aren't necessarily working in ministry or as a pre, as a pastor or anything like that, how their work is still for the kingdom. So Andrew, and Andrew here, you can introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Andrew here. Yes, Andrew is here, mm-hmm. and. Andrew, why don't you just tell the people a little bit about what you do in your work? Oh, gosh. So, uh, I'm Andrew Vergato. I uh, also go to Amplify with these two fine gentlemen here. Uh, I work as the facility manager for the East Campus uh, in Plum Borough, and I pretty much just make sure the building is cleaned, make sure the grass is cut, make sure that when things break down, that they uh, get back up and running. Nice. Nice. And... I'm going to say, like, I want to know, and I think, I want to know your perspective, I guess Sean and I both want to know your perspective about, like, how your work as the facility manager of a church, but not the person, like, the per not the person that's up on stage, the person that's, like, the most behind this, and one of the people that are most behind the scenes doing the things that people don't realize that you do. How is that work for the kingdom? How is that work in the church important? Well, the um, yeah, you're completely right. It's very much behind the scenes. And in fact, the better you do your job, the more behind the scenes it is. Um, uh, theoretically and ideally, you don't want anyone to know that you're there. You don't want the people to see the mopping. You don't want people to see the cleaning. They, you want them to have the uh, smoothing experience. And that's exactly uh, how it is um, work for the kingdom is that um, when people come into the building that they can see um, the beautiful things that we have in the lobby, the So Love sign, the welcome desk, and all the plants and everything that is in there. And it just looks beautiful because the plants are taken care of, um, the things are waked down, the trash is empty, they don't see uh, things lying around the floor. Um, The way that um, facility management works is that um, people don't see the facility management unless it's not happening. Uh, if they see the stuff on the floor, if they see the uh, garbage, if they see the dirty spots here and there, then they'll start to notice and that will uh, take away from them coming into the building and seeing um, God um, without hindrance. Um, pretty much the uh, point of facility management is well, to make sure the building is there and functioning, but also that people can um, enjoy the whole thing without any distractions. Mm-hmm. So, um, what made you want to do this? Oh, goodness. Uh, that goes back um, a far, far uh, time. A long time ago in the galaxy, far, <laughs> far away. Uh, I was just graduating high school, and I was um, given an opportunity by um, my former boss. Uh, shout out to April Barnes. Um, she wanted me to start volunteering Sunday mornings, um, just vacuuming and wiping windows um, in the morning on the ops team. Um, so I decided to start doing that, and she uh, really enjoyed my work. She said that I always had a good heart with it, and 
Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, and she eventually, for the summer, and um, asked me if I wanted to start do some part-time landscaping. And I said, okay, sure, why not? Let's start doing that. Let's uh, get it going. So I started weed whacking for the church, and I started mowing. And um, in the wintertime, they were like, okay, well, we really like what you continue to do. Let's get you inside cleaning. And at that time, I was probably uh, 19 uh, by the time I started doing inside work, and I was like, okay, I don't know exactly what I want to do with my life. I don't know where I want to go. I was thinking maybe I want to be a chef. Maybe I want to do something else. I'm not quite sure. Um, but then I um, realized that I really loved the work, like, a lot. Like, uh, I found great energy in it. I loved all the people I was working with. Um, great chemistry. I mean, just working at a church full of amazing people amplifies just full of great people left and right everywhere. So just getting to interact with them day in and day out um, helped build me spiritually, but also uh, grew me in my capacity in so many different ways. So I was like, okay, I really love this. And um, I started um, getting more and more into it. And I decided, okay, I'm, I want to really start pursuing this a little bit more. And um, eventually the facility manager at the time ended up leaving. And the next one um, uh, came in, but I was like, okay, this is something I want to work towards. So they started giving me some more um, positional um, opportunities. They started giving me opportunities to interact with the contractors. They started giving me opportunities to um, handle the facility when the facility manager was gone on vacation. And I was like, okay, I'm actually really, really enjoying this. So pretty much it just snowballed over time from, okay, this is something that someone gave me an opportunity to try to do, to falling in love with it, to... Uh, where I am now, where the that facility manager ended up leaving, and um, they passed the position to me. Man, I love your servant heart. What a what a blessing you are. You truly are. Um, Thomas, yeah. you got another question? Yeah, I think like uh, well, I want to know like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about this? The. Uh, I had a question of like, this feels like a calling to you. Mm -hmm. So, where do you see this take? Where do you see this taking you in any particular way? Or are you? Are you just? What are you? Uh, what are you looking for in this position? So there's a lot of things I'm looking for in this position. Um, there's let's see where do I start with it? Oh goodness. Um, I'd say one of the first things for uh, me personally, there's a couple of things for me personally, so I'll start with that, um, is a lot of opportunity for growth. I mean, for anyone who's worked with facilities, anybody who's a facility manager or knows anything about facility management, um, pretty much you need to be a jack of all trades. And I've always been that in my life, but there's uh, so many different things as a facility manager that I'm learning to do that I have, n I have no idea how to do. Um, when it comes to like literally electrician work, uh, plumbing, um, you name it, so many different things. Um, I literally uh, a couple weeks ago had to take apart a uh, water fountain machine that um, was having issues, and I learned every single thing about the water fountain, and now I know everything. <laughs> now I know what a solenoid valve is, which is part of the, of, of the um, machine. So I'm like, okay, this is great. Um, I love learning. I love learning so much. I love. Um, diving into things and becoming better um, for a lot of different reasons. One, because that's um, what I like to do in life. That's how I grow. Is like I love uh, finding little things here and there, figuring them out, uh, saying that I used to say it. I figured it out. I still say it occasionally. Um, 
it just like it drives me in life like if I feel like I'm not growing if I feel like I'm not um, learning something new if I feel like um, I'm staying stagnant I feel like I'm actually dying I feel like I'm not going to be moving in a good direction and there's a lot of reasons why facility management is so beneficial for me specifically excuse me um, because one of the things I want to do in life is like have my own house and have it be like a nice big healthy home and oh my goodness I can't tell you how many things a facility manager can uh, take to his house and do like I don't have to call 12 different people to do 12 different things in my house I'm like oh yeah I can do like nine of those things on my own with the tools I have so it's like it, ma it makes it so much better and so much simpler for me uh, so that's some of the personal stuff that um that's helped me a lot with um another thing that I'm like another reason why I love um, being there and the things that I want to do is because I want to improve the church, there's so many things in the church that are so amazing and so spectacular. And yeah. I'm really in love with uh, the house. I'm really in love with the vision. Uh, and I just want to see it grow in, in my ministry, which is the facility management. Um, there's a lot of ways that it is already excellent, and there's so many people who will constantly come up to me and be like, Andrew, this place is amazing. It's beautiful. Thank you for what you do. I'm like, thank you. I really appreciate that. But I'm standing on the shoulder of giants. I'm standing on people's shoulders who have taught me these things, and I'm like, but there's so many more things that can be done. There's so many more yeah. things um, in terms of um, getting better schedules for cleaning, in terms of making sure everything has um, an order in that um so that in the future, whenever I move on from this position, the next facility manager will have an easy job of like, oh, I, the next um, 10 years of um, things that need replaced is already budgeted <laughs> out and ready to go, and everything's all ready. And um, I mean, this, like I said, it's already so amazing, but there's so much more that can grow, and, I'm, and I, I love it so much. It um, amplifies ports so much into me. I can't help but want to pour out everything that I have for God's church, for um, the local church, because of mm -hmm. how much it's done for me. Yeah. And you said, you mentioned, like, how your ministry of being the facility manager, uh, you want to use that ministry to contribute to the vision of the church. Yeah. How, did, how does that do that? So, oh, goodness. I keep on saying, oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, that's a good question. It's, it's complicated, but also very simple. Um, like I was saying earlier, um, there can't really be um, a functioning service without a functioning venue. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you could have services outside, but when you have kidsmen, when you have um, worship, when you have all these different things that are running, you need a proper functioning venue, and um, it starts with that. You yeah. need to have the base foundation of the church to uh, have everything functioning and working and if the stage isn't cleaned on a Sunday like what are we going to do when everyone notices all the scuff marks and all the dirty marks and they're all coming in like getting this nasty feeling like why is this place not taken care of because yeah. this is um, one of our the parts of our church is this is the gateway to heaven and the gateway to heaven is not going to be dirty and disgusting and ugly looking it's going to be beautiful and lavish and well maintained and mm -hmm. in order for that to happen there needs to be proper management of the facility and mm -hmm. um that's really where i come in that's really what uh facility manager is there for is for um making sure everything is properly taken care of so people can have that good experience without distraction wow
Yeah, no, that was... That's a really good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. uh, I think my next question kind of goes along the lines of you with your particular faith. You you found this position. God, you believe God guided you mm-hmm. to this position yeah. for a very particular reason, for a very mm-hmm. particular calling, mm-hmm. and you know God's preparing you for something that you don't know what He's preparing you for yet. Mm-hmm. But you know that you, there are so many good things that can come out of this current calling that will contribute to a larger calling later down the road. Mm-hmm. What what is something that you believe God is calling you towards in the future, if there is something right now? So, um, I, w- I touched on it a little bit earlier, um, having a healthy home. Yeah. Um, that's another one of our, um, another part of what we say is that healthy homes in many places where Jesus is experienced and knowing lives are made whole. Um, I want so desperately to have a healthy home. I want to have a home where people can come in and feel loved and welcomed and taken care of and that I don't need to know how many people um, are going to be under my roof tonight. I just need a head count so I can see how many people I should be uh, preparing dinner for mm-hmm. and um, making sure that everything is um, ready for everybody who wants to come in and out of my doors. And that really, I feel like that is my biggest calling in my life right now mm-hmm. is that I just want to serve people um, out of a place of a healthy home. I want to serve people out of um, building a place where Jesus is experienced just by people walking in the door, that um, his presence is just constantly there, that my kids are growing in faith and yeah. just by being there, and um, that you don't have to uh, preach the gospel with your words to, in order for people to experience him, but just the just the presence is there, just in how everyone acts and how um, generous everyone is, and that's really what my life has um, been going towards. And I feel like facility management is a really vital part of that because of the way it grows me um, in knowledge of how to build a house, um, maybe not literally from the ground up, but like how to maintain a house, how to keep it um, beautiful and looking good and um, and then it's also grown me in the sense, uh, this position has grown me towards that in the sense of like, um, personal integrity. I mean, yeah. it is, uh, nonstop. Um, I'm never going to run out of work to do. I'm never going to run out of things to do at the church. And, um, that has made me grow exponentially, not just in like, oh, I'm learning how to do things, but like, I'm learning how to, um, grow my integrity through being like, if it's not one thing, it's another thing. If, um, if the building doesn't have a gas leak, uh, or bees, or um, a fridge, a freezer breaking down all in one day, um, then it's going to be something else happening. It's going to be a leak in the roof. It's going to be um, horrible stains in the carpets. It's going to be something happening, um, and that's just helped me have a greater um, stamina for life. It's helped me be like, okay, it doesn't matter what's coming at me. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. I can rely on God through that. And that's really probably one of the greatest ways that I've grown Mm -hmm. is that um, there's been so many challenges that I feel completely unequipped for personally. 
like out of my own strength. There's so many things that I've run into that I'm like, man, I do not know how to deal with this. I I can only be relying on God. I'm forced to rely on God because like I literally don't know what's happening. And then by the end of it, I'm like, man, God is so good because I made it through it. Not only did I make it through it, but um, I'm prosperous on the other side. I know more things on the other side. The things were taken care of well. Um, and I can't tell you just how many times that's happened throughout the years, and especially since I've taken on the facility management role. Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm rambling. No, you're good, man. No, honestly, I think it was really good. My only question, dun dun dun, is <laughs> how do you see yourself as a leader leading to the next gen? So that actually, um, again, plays a big part into what um, I, my vision is for my life, building a healthy home, and a big part of that is children. Um, but the way I'm, I see myself doing that now is um, through the youth ministry. I get to um, serve at the East uh, Youth Ministry on Thursday night. Shout out to that. It's an amazing time there. Um, it's helped grow me a lot of ways because I actually um, went through that youth program and like at the beginning of the youth program, this could be, excuse me, a subject for a completely different day, but like I was in a terrible spot um, throughout high school, deep depression, wasn't feeling anything, and it was just like, I was in a horrible spot, and youth really uh, kept me alive, youth really um, brought me um, to a better place, and um, that's um, in no small part because of the youth leaders, especially, shout out to Josh Coyne. I mean, he literally brought me um, there day in and day out whenever I didn't have a ride. He was constantly pouring into me and um, being there for me. And um, that helped me out so much that I've gotten to um, start serving there after I graduated high school. And um, it's just such an honor because I know that um, I'm getting to do for those kids that are growing up now in this generation um, what Josh Quinn did for me and what all the others did leaders did for me back then so um, I just get to pour into them um, be, with this great uh, smile on my face I get to listen to their problems not that it's easy not that there bur- aren't burdens that come with youth ministry that doesn't get tiring but um, that I get to know that I have the opportunity to do what um, was done for me, and I get to see chains fall off of kids, uh, and it's it's such a it's such a privilege, it's such an honor, and that's really how I've been seeing God working through me in the next generation, and I don't want that to stop. That's a core part of who I am is leading the next generation. I don't want to stop that for the rest of my life. Wow, yeah, that was a really good question and a really good answer. Thanks. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know where this question will lead us, mm-hmm. but I want to ask, either it, be, it will either be the last question or a series of questions. Oh, wow. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, Tell me more. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, for any other, like, we'll say a janitor or facility manager that is within or without within a church or is not in a church but they're a Christian and they aren't able to see their work as as ministry Hmm. what would you say to those people? 
I would say that you better be careful what you think about that because God came down and served uh, on his hands and feet for everyone else. He, uh, um, at the podcast that you said this was mentioned, um, that it was inspired by, um, like, they were talking a lot about that, like, man, God got down and did the dirty work for us. He did yeah. um, the hard work. He did the um, brutal work. And facility management is that, is getting down on your hands and knees and um, serving other people. Yeah. Um, it might not be like, you're not going to get the spotlight. You're not going to get the attention. Right. Um, but if you have a smile on your face um, when um, someone spills something or walks on your freshly mopped floor, if you tell them a funny joke when they do that, I mean... I know in some people's circumstances, if you're a facility manager for a school specifically, that you can't really talk about um, religion in school. And I'm mm -hmm. sure there's other uh, workplaces that also don't allow it. But you don't, like I was saying earlier, like you don't have to um, preach the gospel with your words. You can preach it with your attitude. Yeah. Um, when everyone else around you is cussing and um, doing bad things and saying mean things to other people... Um, tearing people down you can be right there building people up you can um, have that smile on your face when you just worked a 14-hour day you can have um, that um, constantly positive attitude and gratefulness um, even when everything else is sucking when some people are like well this um, power went out and we need to make sure that this is up and running and you can't leave until this is done you can either uh whine and complain about like man this is stupid i was gonna go home i was gonna get to relax or you can use that time to um connect with other people who might still be stuck in the building with you trying to make sure that the building gets up and running i mean there's so many opportunities in what you do um it doesn't have to be um um shot like preaching you don't have to preach yeah you just have to be there and um exemplify Jesus through um, your actions and I can't tell you how many um, how deep of a connection that actually can connect with someone with that's how deep of a connection you can make with someone um, through um, the words that you speak in that time of just joy I mean I uh, gosh I'm gonna completely misquote this um, people don't care what you say until they know how much you care it's something along those lines. Like, if you start really, truly caring and loving for people around you, you, um, you're really just going to be able to minister to them so much more. So it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you see people once or twice in a week. It doesn't matter um, um, if you are constantly around the people or in um, doing a night shift by yourself. I mean, just whatever you're doing, do it as unto the Lord mm -hmm. um, and God will bless it God will work through it yeah good stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I think like honestly I think you like, and that goes for anybody that isn't in a church that isn't able to see their work as ministry mm -hmm. and that I mean we've both we've heard our friend Chaz Talk mm -hmm. about his work at Amazon, yeah, and how he can't talk about Christ, mm -hmm. but he can, you know. But like you said, he can uh, still be the light. Mm -hmm. He can still like sh he can still show, still show Christ through his actions, mm -hmm. and nobody's perfect at doing that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're gonna be in a bad mood, mm -hmm. but 
at the end of the day, if you know, if you know your, if you know your creator, if you know what you're, if you know what you're there for, if you and you know that like everything you do will be, well, everything you do should be for the Lord. It should be for His goodness and grace because all that is then all that grace is like we can give to others and He can keep gives to us and like in it everything is turned out for his good. If everything is used for his good and his glory, the good and the bad, then all the work that we do, mm -hmm. it will be used for his, it will be used for his good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think specifically on that point, I was listening to a sermon um, by Pastor Craig Rochelle. Shout out to him. He's amazing. Love his stuff. Pastor Craig. Pastor Craig. Um, <laughs> um, he was saying um, that, your success is not measured by the harvest you reap, but by the uh, seeds that you sow. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to see these great big um, coming to Christ moments um, every single day of your life. You just got to be there and be intentional. And yep. whatever you end up doing, as long as you're following the Spirit, God will um, put the people in your path that he needs to put there. And he will... Um, put six, the success right in front of you, whether you see it or not. He's going to... Mm -hmm. Um, he's going to make things work out for his good, like you said. Yeah. Um, whether you see the harvest or not, as long as you're there planting the seeds, mm -hmm. that is uh, how you measure your success. Yeah, and I, th and I think with you in particular, like with what you can tell that you love your job whenever you see, whenever like whenever I see you do it, mm -hmm. like whenever Sean destroyed that cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry to the girls in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like, you can tell you like, I told you it happened. You're like, you immediately were like, mission. <laughs> I need to accomplish. <laughs> that is me. Yes. Uh, and like, I think like whenever you're, you said about planting, planting seeds, it's not just like what you say and what you, not what you say. It's also around what you do when you plant the seeds. Mm -hmm. Because like, if the bathroom is trash, when people walk mm -hmm. in, that's a seed that was planted. Mm-hmm. And if it was clean, it might not be something they notice. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily notice a clean bathroom, mm -hmm. but you notice a dirty one. Exactly. So, like, each each one of those things, each thing that you do is a seed that is planted, mm -hmm. whether the person, like, is consciously acknowledging it or not. Mm -hmm. It's something that, that you, like you said in the beginning, whenever people walk into the building and they see a clean, beautiful building, clean, beautiful facility... Mm -hmm. Then I got so distracted randomly. <laughs> um, choose a different timer next time. <laughs> but uh, like such a beautiful building, they walk in. Especially if it's their first time, mm -hmm. they walk. In, they walk into the church and they see the smiling faces, mm -hmm. and then say all of a sudden, "Oh, oh, But they they see smiling faces, but the windows are all smudged. Mm -hmm. Like that's go that, that's going that that's going to be like oh that's weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they they see smile they see all those smiling faces and people uh, smiling but like half the lights are out. Mm -hmm. People know and so I feel like and I'm I don't know if you actually have no, like I feel like this is something you internally would already know because you're you mm -hmm. and you and you're like one of the most like like why even though you're decently younger than me mm -hmm. you're also decently wiser than me mm 
<laughs> so like I think you might have already thought about how everything that you do in your own particular thing in your own particular job as a, now a facility manager everything you do is a seed mm-hmm. and it's just like how everything we receive all our inputs mm-hmm. all the thing that we allow into ourselves is a seed because mm-hmm. then it because then it gets expounded through the mouth mm-hmm. it gets expounded through our actions I think um, I forget where it's said but I forget, I forget who says it mm-hmm. but is it in the Bible they talk about whatever essentially talking about inputs and outputs with whatever you in, whatever you in whatever intake through your eyes you output through your mouth mm-hmm. and so like I feel like whenever people they walk into the building they mm-hmm. see all they see all the good they see it with their eyes mm-hmm. there are seeds that are being planted in their minds and that's mm-hmm. going to expound through their that's going to expound through their mouth mm-hmm. whether it's through uh, worship or how they talk about the church to other people or mm-hmm. like what they or whatever they do like I don't know you know that's that's really really good and I love what you were saying right there at the beginning uh, of you talking there about um, no matter what it is that you're planting and those are seeds that it's not just oh you're planting good seeds you can plant bad seeds you can plant bad seeds when you're lazy you can plant bad seeds when um, you don't take care of things properly is that you're, you're planting those seeds in those people's minds that are uh, turning to distractions um, I don't know what the exact number is I know I've heard this statistic multiple times uh, it's like 30 seconds or a couple minutes within the first couple minutes um, of walking into a church people decide whether they're going to stay there or not mm. um, they don't okay. you don't yeah. have to be there for the whole service they don't have to hear the message in order to figure out whether they're going to be staying at that church or not it's when they walk in the people that they see the smiles that they see and the facility that they see yeah if people see um, dead bushes, if they see overgrown mulch beds, they're going to say that they really don't care. Mm-hmm. They are not. They don't care about this place. And it breaks my heart whenever I see something on a Sunday. Whenever I'm like, man, that um, thing has been a constant issue for the last couple of weeks and I haven't been able to get to it or I forgot about it or something. It just like makes me feel like horrible inside because I'm like, mm-hmm. this is not the experience that um, I want these people to be having. This is not the thing that um, they should be having to deal with. And like, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that people... Um, walk in and they do not think about the facility at all. I yeah. want them to, the only thing thought that I want them to see is like, man, this place is beautiful. And yeah. then forget about that and just have their eyes on God so they don't have to think about it. No, that was really good. And I was right, that did go a little bit further than I was expecting it to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I was expecting it to. I don't know. Um, before I close out, you got any final, final question, final remarks, Sean? Honestly, not Andrew hit every point. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Should we do something fun though? Oh, for, oh, for, oh for, I have one more, qu- one small question. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> fun. That doesn't sound fun. Uh, <laughs> just very small, because since you are our first guest, yay! I want to ask you first, who else would you like to uh, hear see on this podcast? Hear or see? Hear or see? Maybe we'll have video at some point. Yeah, video at some point. <laughs> I would love to see Pat Williams on the podcast. I feel like he's a man of great integrity, great wisdom, and could share so much for everybody. Okay. No, I 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be really good. Get on here, Pat. Get on here, Pat. I know you're listening. <laughs> we want you here, Pat. <laughs> okay, with that, um, final, 
I don't want to steal everything from the other book. <laughs> um, but no, I feel like that's a pretty good place to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. If uh, Sean, if you have your fun question you want to ask, we like oh, to wrap no. up. We like to try to wrap up every episode with some fun little question. So let's see. <laughs> you have three foods you'd eat for the rest of your life. Three foods. Types of meat. Types of meat. You can have everything with this type of meat, but you can only choose one of the three. One of the three, okay. All right. Will it be chicken? Chicken. Will it be steak? Or will it be fish? Okay. Oh. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> the other questions were not. This one's insane. Oh, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, okay, so not... Not fish. I'm just going to say it's not going to be fish. I'm not going to be eating fish for the rest of my life. That sounds... So many cuts of fish, though. Yeah, there is a lot of fish, but there's also a lot of... Never mind, there's not a lot of chicken or steak. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I feel like there's so much more you can do with chicken or steak. Like, you can do... Like, it pairs with so many other things. Um, This is difficult because I feel that if I were to get tired of one before the other, I'd probably get tired of chicken first. Um, so I'd go steak. Good, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, listening through the whole entire way. If you haven't already... Subscribe. You should subscribe. You should like this episode. Follow follow whatever you do on whatever platform you're listening on and if you liked it and you feel like this will help somebody if you feel like this can start a conversation or you just want to share it because you really liked it you should share it out on your social medias on your instagrams and facebooks and whatever and 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 i think that yeah i made sure i covered all the bases there so (laughs) We so love yeah, you, technically oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Also, give us a five-star review. Five-star review. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace.